Welcome to I Have Some Notes Side Notes Edition. I Have Some Notes is a member of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB Financial. My name is Colin McIntyre. I'm Greg Beaver. I'm Scott C. Bourgeois. Joining us on Side Notes today from uh, Variant Edition Comics and Culture and Sometimes Cats, Gannica LeBlanc. Hi. Uh, so Side Notes is obviously when we, we don't talk about a full movie, we talk about something something uh, tiny little. And Greg, uh, Scott, Danica, I had wanted to talk about something that's been a burr in my saddle. I've been saddling here for a while. A bee in your bonnet? A bee in a bonnet. Uh, and it did has to do with this whole notion of uh, this phrase that's driving me crazy. It's called, such and such a movie has ruined my childhood for <laughs> insert reasons. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to kind of like sort of like talk about that a bit, get a sense if that's if what you guys have a take on that. Uh, and that sort of thing. Does that sound hey, fair? Is that yeah, for sure. And b- part of the reason we're we're talking about this is due to our previous episode in which we talked about Ghostbusters 2016, in which our audience uh, found out there was a little surprise in that episode. In that there was a bit of a, a, a gender flip. Just for scheduling sake, we couldn't quite uh, get it to record this in the proper order. So <laughs> the actual takeover has not uh, occurred yet. Uh, Danica is here with us. Um, so let me ask you this. You're about to take over our podcast. Are you nervous at all about it? Are you totally confident that you'll be able to hack with us uh, boring old men, white men can do? <laughs> I think I can manage it. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty confident in it as well. <laughs> me too. Uh, yeah, so uh, so yeah, so I guess the, so part of this kind of come from obviously from, from Ghostbusters, but obviously we've seen um, you know other kind of reboots and things like with Star Wars and stuff like that. So uh, and this and the reason I kind of I'm thinking about this a little bit more because I feel like I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm becoming I care less and less and less about these reboots and these remixes. Whereas I think like you know five ten years ago, you know if Batman's costume changed, I'd be like, what's going on here? You're changing Batman's costume. The ears are pointy too long or too short. Um, but now I'm finding it's like I'm just I'm feeling like. Okay, they're they've done a new Star Wars. They've done a new Ghostbusters. Okay, fine, cool. Did I like it? Great. If I didn't, well, maybe it's not for me. Like I feel like Star Wars is the new Star Wars is for it's for a new generation, right? It's not for me myself. It's for you know other people. So like, am I alone in like that? Is there like do like does anyone have a thing where like oh they've done this and it's like no, you know you get kind of uh, like upstage and outrage or is this sort of just like a like a social media, a modern social media uh, development. Yeah, like, I guess, I mean, did this start with the Star Wars prequels, this idiom of it ruined my childhood? Uh, that's certainly one of the earliest instances of it I can remember. But I, I would imagine that there have been previous, even earlier instances of that. I, I, want, I feel like that it, it's like with the Star Wars, I feel like that's when it started to get like nasty. Like, yeah. I feel like when Transformers came out and people were like, what's going on with these Transformers? Ah, you're wrecking my childhood because they're all made of all these millions of different parts. Yeah. But it was sort of like a joke in a meme. And I think now, but it, it like, and with Ghostbusters, obviously it turned into something really, really nasty with what, like, you know, happened to Leslie Jones and yeah. everything like that. Yeah. So. I, I wonder if the, if the beginning of it is a little bit of a, a generational thing because... Um, you know, our, our generation in particular, you know, we're there, we had a bit more of a state of arrested development in terms of, of not letting go of childish things. I mean, I certainly didn't, I still watch cartoons today and, and I don't know if that's just because, 
you know, the world today is, you know, our quality of life is, is a lot better than, uh, than, it, than it used to be. And, and, you know, um, we don't, we have, we probably have a bit more free time than our parents did and, and are able to, uh, to keep that childhood burning, I guess, a little bit in us, you know, whereas, uh, our, our parents, and also we have way more access to our old, to all the, the, the things that we loved as children, right? Well, yeah, I think it's a combination of, of that and the fact that we have the internet and you do have access to not only the properties, but the people who create them and act in them. And it's actually really scary. Uh, we shouldn't have, you know, immediate access to, I just saw this movie, I'm going to go home and tweet at the actor because I didn't like what she did like a year and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, it's very yeah. weird. So is it? So is this, is this something that we're kind of just all in agreement that it's sort of that, okay, like if you're saying, if you're, if you're that upset that, you know, they've made a change to something from the the early 80s of a property or a pop culture thing and you're that upset to actually to, to you know to to go after and you know some disparaging remarks or you know harassing threatening that sort of stuff that you probably need a little bit of help or do you think like there's or is there or is there or is, there, or is, is even just like a little bit amount of saying like hey like hey you're wrecking my childhood because now xyz has done this like is that like well i i personally don't see how um, something new wrecks something old. Yeah, and I think Which that's, is that's a, what I understand. That's a topic we've touched on before as well, I think, a little bit. But people people do have a sense of propriety over stuff right? that they like. And that's, I mean, that's true no matter what era you live in. If I like a thing, I'm going to have a sense of propriety over it. It's just that now, um, due to the information age that we live in, you can you can find other people who echo that sentiment and i i honestly think there might be a little bit of tribalism involved in it oh yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, i think for sure um i mean let's let's call it what what it is when you say uh that someone such and such ruined my childhood some movie ruined my childhood it's really i think you know it's a form of gatekeeping really oh it's basically saying like Mm -hmm. that thing isn't the way that i want it and it should only be the way that i want it because that's how I enjoyed it, and nobody should enjoy it in a different way, right? And that ultimately, and th- this is the subject that I, I know we have touched on in this yeah. podcast before, is that art doesn't belong to just you, and it continues to change and evolve. And uh, and I mean, this was this was a lesson I had to learn, too, because even like Colin, like 10 years ago, I might have been like, uh, really outraged yeah. by a change in something that right. I liked, but I've learned to kind of let that go and go, you know what? If, if I really like old star Wars and I'm, this is not necessarily the case. I'm just going to, because it had come up. Uh, if I really like old star Wars and I really hate the new star Wars, that doesn't retroactively make the old star Wars bad. Right. I can just pretend the new star Wars isn't happening and continue to cherish the old stuff. It's just as good as I remember it. And the new stuff I never have to go see. I never have to acknowledge. I can pretend it doesn't exist. And you ju- you, you can do that. Like, you can pick and choose what <laughs> yeah. parts of art you like. Yeah, yeah. We just, yeah, you're right. We discussed this in in the Does Canon Matter yeah. episode, yeah. basically. And, it, like, if I like a TV show, I can pretend that it ends after season three because the last two seasons are really crummy. Like, that's yeah. entirely within my power. And then I don't have to be a jerk to other people about it because... That's my choice 
to like it up to a certain point and then pretend that it doesn't happen anymore. And I don't have to go online and ruin it for everybody because (laughs) I didn't like the fact that so-and-so had his hair color changed in an episode in season five. Like... Mm -hmm. That's you. You don't have to be a jerk. It's basically where I'm going with this. Exactly, which is why when um, I don't like something specifically, I try to not use I hated it or I didn't like it. I try to say it wasn't for me. Yeah. Because I find that just doing that, even uh, just in the store, um, like I'm selling hundreds, if not thousands, of comics. You know, to people, different titles. Ninety percent of them are not for me. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean they're bad. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm definitely coming at it from like um like a comic uh viewpoint, but it's just because I really don't have time to see a lot of movies. <laughs> um, so I find that if people just kind of got on that ship, I think we'd be yeah. a lot happier. You know, instead of I hated it, so you are wrong. We would all go. It wasn't for me. I'm glad that you have a thing that you like. Let's just chill out. Yeah. Except that's, uh, I mean, it, that's just not how humans work. It's so weird. Like, I mean, that, it, yeah. that makes 100% sense. And, and if we could all just do that, it would be fine. But, it, like, I'll give you an example. Like, the other day, um, Jeff Sampson on, on my Facebook page posted a video of a guy who had a 10-minute video about why Hawaiian pizza was garbage. God. Right, that seems to be like the new thing on yeah. the internet right now yeah. is people really caring about pineapple. <laughs> so his his comments just lit up, and it wasn't like people having a, just like a, a reasoned discussion about pineapple. <laughs> even if he would do that, <laughs> I don't think he would. Pineapple, <laughs> uh, but. Everyone was everyone was basically like pineapple is garbage. Pineapple's the best, and people who hate pineapple are assholes. And just like it was so, there was no middle ground. It was so stark, and and it made me laugh that like even something simple like that, the internet still managed to turn us against each other. Mm-hmm. In the yeah. even in the context of like someone's Facebook page where we're all friends, but like no. I have to be right about pineapple, and you have to be wrong. Yeah, and I think, but I think something like that—that's you know—that's, and I'm sure you've, I didn't. I think I saw the video. I didn't. I didn't see the comments or anything like that. But I mean, I feel like there's a difference between having like 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 a, a fun little argument versus uh, like you know going to an extent where you're going to you know threaten the safety of mm-hmm. a person involved in a thing, right? Like, yeah. Similar related story. One of the longest tweet threads that I had in recent memory was when somebody called me out for not liking pancakes and that blew up and it was mostly my friends back and forth with me about it. And I started out being like, pancakes are just not for me. I prefer waffles. <laughs> and it start. I had to stop the thread because it started to get like legitimately heated. Really? And it's like, it's a, we're talking about pancakes and waffles yeah. and we're all good friends. <laughs> Why are we like getting to the point where someone's going to say something hurtful? Like, yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. It's, especially online. Like there's no, there's no gauging how someone else feels about the thing that you just said to them because you can't see their reactions. You can't see like mm. how shitty that you might, you may or may not have made them feel. You just get to, you just get to throw all your rage out there, and and uh, you know that's uh, that happens with 
movies ad nauseum, obviously, right? Yeah. And, you know, we're in the situation we are with with the state of movie discourse because of that. Yeah, and I, but it's weird because I, 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 I feel like that, um, that like, you don't see this. And I think we may have brought this up previously as well, is that I don't think you see this, like, songs get covered, recovered, remade all the time. There are, mm-hmm. I watched, so there was a YouTube video about songs you know that were covers are covers, right? <laughs> yeah. And, but I, and, like, I feel like, and, you know, that doesn't seem to happen as much, right? Like, it's sort of like songs get remade, they get covered, they get redone. And, you know, you may get a little bit of grumbling if it's like a, you know, if it was a very, very popular song and someone redoes mm-hmm. it. But I don't feel like you get that. You get the same thing as you do with like, yeah, with like with the movies and like now the TV shows and the pop culture stuff. And yeah, and I guess, and I'm of the same way. Like, I, I guess, you know, I'm, you know, when I see something now that, okay, they're redoing a thing, mm-hmm. eh, that's not like, you know, I, I remember when the first Spider-Man movie came out, I was like, his web shooters are organic? What? That's not Peter Parker. They're betraying the character. And, you know, like, like faux pas little rage. And now it's like, eh, we're four Spider-Man deep. And it's like, mm-hmm. whatever. Cool. Tom Holland, yeah, he seems fine. Yeah, four yeah. times charm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it may it may affect the box office how many times you redo a character over and over again in short succession. But, uh, yeah. you know, it doesn't... Like, it's fun to see new takes on things. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, look at the Batman movies as a prime example. Like, the, the, the Tim Burton... Uh, movies are, are vastly different in 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 tone uh, compared to the Chris Nolan, who took a very realistic approach to Batman. Yeah. And both those takes are fun. The Tim Burton movies were great. The the well, I like one of the Tim Burton movies. I'm not sure <laughs> if I like the second one. Anyway, I digress. The the Chris Nolan movies are great and they can both coexist. It's totally fine. And and, and I, I note that Greg has just kind of not mentioned the Joel Schumacher Batman movies. Yeah, because he probably there, pretends that they didn't happen <laughs> rather than yeah. slag on them. But those movies didn't ruin the original Batman for me. I can still watch the, the original Batman movie and be like, this is fine. This is still a good movie. Back to School Again is a podcast about people who have made the decision in midlife to return to school, either to pursue a new type of career, to augment their current career, or just the sheer challenge of learning something new. It chronicles the personal journey of host Katrina Ingram, who is back in school after more than two decades away, and features conversations with a wide variety of midlife learners who are currently enrolled in post-secondary studies or have recently completed a post-secondary degree. Back to School Again is presented by Norquest College and is an affiliated member of the Alberta Podcast Network. You can also find the episodes and show notes at backtoschool.ca. No, I mean, I'm aware that my description of, you know, it's not for me only may work for me, and I'm probably living in some kind of fantasy world, but... No, I mean, I think it's it's good to be idealistic and and to keep... To keep promoting that, I think, is great. You're in a good position being at, at, at a comic store to be, be able to sort of, well, you know, promote that to, to, uh, to your uh, uh, patrons as well. So, you know, the more you can spread that message, the better, because it is a good message. And maybe that's, and maybe that's something that's, that's just sort of like a, like a, a lesson that, uh, that, you know, we just kind of have to, like, kind of promote, get out there and just be like, hey, man, like, if you don't like, you know, if you don't like the She-Ra reboot or whatever it is. Which looks amazing. Well, okay, yeah. If it's like, if it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm upset because this looks different from what it did in 1984. A, it should because it's 30 years later. Yeah. And B, 
uh, it's fine. It's not for you. Like the new Shira is for for the kids, for the kids today. If you're in your 30s and 40s. Yeah. You shouldn't be worried about that stuff. You've got other stuff to worry about. And I'm like that weird middle age where I did not watch Shira the first time. So I watched the trailer of this new one and I'm just like, this looks amazing. Yeah. And I will probably end up checking out the original one at some point. I'm I'm like a weird a weird age where I'm a middle. I like a, I missed out on a lot of stuff that is currently getting rebooted. Yeah. And yeah. in the over the next ten years, I think a lot of like my stuff. Oh, yeah, if yeah. I were to claim, uh, there's going to be, be getting rebooted. There's going to be yeah. so many Pokemon live action movies. <laughs> It'll well, get nauseating, I'm sure. <laughs> like, I'm excited to check out, like, um, I wasn't a huge Charmed fan, but I'm excited to check out that reboot. Right. Um, I'm excited for Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I watch Riverdale, even though it is horribly bad, because it is so tacky and I love it. Yeah. And it's mostly for Cheryl, because she's amazing. Um, but, like, again, like, most of these things are not aimed at me, at not my age group, not, like, I'm not a teen. But I feel like... If we only ever made media for when our generation were teens or our parents' generation were teens and we just stopped one day, like, that's what I think a lot of people want yeah. is just, like, you can't reboot this. This is this was made in 1984. Okay, but then we've, we've been making art since then. So yeah. where have you been? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, so you don't want to see new takes on Robin Hood and Sherlock Holmes and all these other, you know, all these other, like, you know, open source kind of properties right it's yeah. like and know, more importantly more progressive takes yeah exactly more people too. of color more lgbtq like yeah. these people were not yeah. represented it, even it, 30 years ago experiencing any particular character through a different lens would be interesting or mm-hmm. even like a, in a different setting like imagine you know batman if he was in japan or whatever and i believe there is a comic like that right there's a yeah there's, there's a, a there's an anime there, series there, there is yeah. a there is like an animated movie i know this because i bought it from the library and it's due back like tomorrow so i gotta <laughs> take it back gotta pull so, an all-nighter yeah exactly but that's what you know and that's what makes because like because like putting batman in a different setting in a different culture would change mm-hmm. the character in new and interesting ways and we'd be fun to watch and what is wrong with that like even if you don't mm-hmm. Even if you don't like it, like if you watch it and you're like, oh, this sucks. Like at least they tried. Like at least it's something new. And and like, Mm -hmm. you know, like our previous episode when we talked about Ghostbusters, right? I mean, like the the Ghostbusters 2016, like maybe you don't like that movie, but like there's there was nothing wrong in the attempt. Like, sure, they they, you know, they they made it more of a comedy comedy than 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 Ghostbusters was. And they and they took a different approach to the ghost. But there was nothing inherently wrong with that. It's just, it's all about execution. How you, you know, did it, did it, you can tell a story any way you like. It's just, the, it, you know, how did, how well did you execute it? And that's really what makes it good or bad. Not, uh, not the underlying ideas, I don't think so. Uh, herein lies also the paradox of this. Because on the one hand, people don't want the things that they love from, say, their childhood to be changed. But they also crave new more of it. Mm-hmm. People want more Star Wars. They're just angry that Star Wars <laughs> is different than it was when they were a kid. People want more Batman. They're just angry that they decided to put him in a different colored suit. Like, yeah. they they want more of it, but then they're angry with the product of it, mm-hmm. of the new stuff. Because I, the new stuff is informed by changes in the culture, I, I, changes in the, in the, in the social environment. I think, I think Star Wars is a hilarious case of this because the last movie literally tried to tell them to like 
forget everything else. Mm -hmm. Just let it die. And just like <laughs> let the new thing be the new thing. It basically told you that straight up. Yeah. And it, you still That's what the movie it. was called. It was just like, yeah. let the new thing be the new thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I don't know. Yeah. I kind of, to, to Scott's point though, is, is, is I, when I, um, back, back in the day when I was uh, like, Kind of, I was. I used to be in the comic books a lot more than I am now. But I found, I as as I as I got older, I found that was the paradox of comics, especially with mm -hmm. the old the old classic characters. Was like <laughs> Superman's boring. Why? Like, and the sales would be down, and then you do something crazy or, or bonkers to Batman or Superman, and people are like, "What are you doing? What are you doing to Superman? Why is it's like? Well, because you want something different, and you like, you know. And I think I'll, I'll think ultimately, even with all these with these changes, and you and people, you can be upset at a new thing, but. Uh, and I feel like this doesn't get talked about about enough is that all these properties are commercial entities and mm -hmm. their success is going to be judged not is going to be judged by how much the money is they bring in. Right. Yep. So if Star Wars, The Last Jedi or Let the New Thing Be New Thing makes a billion dollars, they don't really Disney doesn't really care how much people are outraged. It's like, well. Yep. We made a billion dollars. Yep. Thank yep. you very much. This is the direction we're going. Yeah. See you later. Black Panther makes a bajillion dollars. Well, that's the way we're going. Basically, uh, yeah. the when it comes to especially movies, like the box office is the only thing the executives really care about. And yeah. if everyone hates the new Transformers, but also went and saw the new Transformers, mm -hmm. they're going to make another new Transformers. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's certainly why I generally don't go and see sequels to movies that I didn't care for. But uh, a lot of people don't learn that lesson for some reason. Yeah, there's and this new thing where people hate watch things, and I don't know where you find the time. <laughs> yeah, what, who has like, this time? I'm sorry, don't like life is very shovel? short. Yeah. We, you know, uh, whether you believe in reincarnation or not, life is short, and yep. there's only so much time in a day. And then there's this trio of jerks that uh, that watch <laughs> movies and then tell directors and writers how to fix their own movies. Well, I'm sure there's a podcast <laughs> loophole, Greg. Right? Yeah, there's a podcast. We don't everything, but we do it with love. We do it because yeah. we're fans. In the meantime, I think we can wrap this all up by saying, everyone, just relax. Yeah, just yeah. not for you. Let the new thing be. Let the new thing be the new thing. <laughs> that'll be the. That'll be another slogan on this season of of uh, I have some notes. Other than kill a Green Lantern. Let the new thing be a new thing. Do we want to get into what our listeners are talking with uh, about this? Yeah, particular absolutely. Subject? Uh, so you two can get in on the notes. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, Cinematological says uh, so. If we're talking about uh, if things can ruin your childhood, only if you are a child would a movie ruin your childhood. <laughs> so depending on which movie you watch. Yeah. yeah. So not just I, if you're acting like one. Yeah, yeah, I watched Predator too young. That was definitely oh, a movie man. I should not oh. have watched when I was. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was like, I was afraid that the predator was in my closet all yeah. the time. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, Matt uh, talking about uh, Star Wars says, "I really did hate the prequels, but they also came out at a time when I was growing out of kids' movies like Star Wars." So fair enough. Uh, <laughs> so this tweet got me a little fired up. <laughs> <laughs> Because, okay, Matt Bowes is from the uh, the Bollywood podcast. He is a fellow APN member. Yeah. Um, so there's this there's this argument that Star Wars is made for, for children. And um, part of the reason for making this argument is to sort of, like, excuse the quality of, uh, of the prequels. Yeah. Um, but I think here he's actually just sort of using it to disparage uh, Star Wars a little bit. But, like, okay, I want to settle the argument... But whether Star Wars is a children's movie, it's, it isn't. 
it's an all ages movie. It's very clearly you want to know a one four thing quadrant that, movie. One thing that I know kids love, and the reason why I'm absolutely positive that the prequels are a kids movie is lengthy diatribes about philosophy and politics. <laughs> that is something that children just eat up. Just they, long, boring exposition about galactic politics. Don't forget, Scott. Don't forget all the decapitations. <laughs> Definitely. Kids love those, too. I mean, I'm sure you've taught your son about uh, tax laws in space by well, yeah. now. Like, like, I, you'd be a terrible father if you had You have flashcards for those, <laughs> like, before they're even speaking. Oh, yeah, like, before, like, space colors, tax. before animals, space tax. But Star Wars always was and always will be a movie made to hit the broadest possible audience. Absolutely. It's so, a like, grand adventure story. So, so, Matt, if you outgrew... Star Wars, like, what do you watch? What else do you watch? <laughs> so many things. Like, you couldn't, you can't watch any like superhero movies or anything. Maybe you don't. I don't know. But uh, if it's just like if that's the if that's the bar, I'm just wondering what else you watch. I think I think we're gonna have to have Matt on this podcast <laughs> on the side notes, and then it'll be a good good episode. It'll be a uh, side rebuttal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tyler says I think I think ruining your childhood is an exaggeration. I don't think what comes closest is ruining is when a movie doesn't expect the sort respect the source material. It's insulting, but won't ruin what you love. Look at Ghostbuster 2016. Are you guys sick of that movie yet? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was a heavily flawed movie. Check back in a problems. couple hours. <laughs> it managed so simultaneously disrespect the source material and reuse too much of it. Does this ruin the 1984 original? Of course not. It'll always be a well-crafted piece of comedic art. If you say your child is ruined over a sequel or reboot, it's because you're depending on, on said sequel or reboot to give you the same euphoria, euphoria you free, received from the original, and it's just a case of unrealistic expectations. Uh, Herman says, uh, watching back old cartoons that I loved as a kid ruined my childhood. They were terrible, and I questioned my taste as a child. <laughs> I think uh, we all do I had a similar experience at the, was it the, um, the Metro Cinema, uh, where they do like the old cartoon and the serial thing? Yeah, they do uh, like a Saturday morning cartoons yeah. and serial. Uh, if thing. you've not gone, go, because mm. you'll rewatch some of the things you watch or even in the era, and it's like, whew, goodness. Uh, one uh, day I won't work a Saturday morning, and perhaps I will go. <laughs> uh, uh, Matt uh, says, uh, if a sequel to a movie like that can ruin your whole childhood, you'd be better off saving your movie ticket money for some therapy and perhaps a hobby. Like yard work. <laughs> uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, Danica, thanks for being with us today. Uh, where can people find you? What would you like to plug for people to go and check out? All right. Well, I am the co-owner of a comic store in Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, we are... If you are located in town, we are at 10132151 Street. If you are not, uh, our website is variantedmonton.com and all of our social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is at Variant Edmonton. Do you, do you also have any podcast projects that you'd like to mention? Oh, I never podcast. Oh, oh you mean right now? Certainly not drunk. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, well, the store does have a podcast, which we're always behind on because that's the one thing that goes. But uh, Eggs and Bacon, which is supposed to be bi-weekly. Oops. Um, and then for personal, yes, I do drink. I tried some cocktails with my husband, Brandon, uh, of Dr. Hooch. And we are on Twitter at Dr. Hooch, D-O-C-T-O-R-W-H-O-O-C-H. Now, what was the shot that you guys drank in the first episode of this season that was, like, had you coughing for about five minutes on the, <laughs> on the episode? Oh, no. Uh, I believe already... you guys said you ran out of alcohol to drink. We did. We've, we've since restocked. So we've got a few more options now, but it was getting real bad there. <laughs> 
Very cool. Scott, you have a thousand podcasts. Yeah. I, have, I have a couple. I'll mention a few. Uh, you can check me out on the read-along with my lovely wife, Anita, uh, where we read a book chapter by chapter every week, and uh, you can follow along. We're currently reading a murder mystery. It's great. Uh, and also, I am part of What About, an Edmonton-based improv podcast uh, co-produced with Rapid Fire Theater. So if you like laughing at funny stuff and funny people, uh, you should maybe check that out as well. Very, very cool. Uh, if you're looking for another uh, a podcast, check out on the Alberta Podcast Network. Try Girl Tries Life. Uh, the Girl Tries Life podcast is all about giving your actionable, tangible ways to achieve your goals and dreams. Host Victoria Smith interviews inspiring women to show that there are so many different ways to live an incredible life. Find it at girltrieslife.podbean.com. Uh, our show and others from the network are broadcast on G Radio. You can find that at gradio.ca. You can find our episodes on the CKUA Radio app. Download it from the Apple App Store. We post new episodes every second week, so tune in two weeks from now when our next episode will be on the literary classic. And I think we've talked about this movie since season one of I Have Some Notes, Spider-Man 3. Slip in a little Venom tie-in there with yeah. the uh, recent landing of that movie. Which I believe is still number one at the box office, so if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Venom will also be on this podcast. <laughs> sure. A hundred hundred percent. That's it for us. Uh, thank you for listening. There's a thousand different things to occupy your time. You chose to be with us, so we th- appreciate that. So thank you. And, uh, yeah. Keep watching the skies! <laughs>